the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. Hello and welcome to the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. In this recording, Dave looks at the subject of time. The main reading is Psalm 90. Great, we've looked at that psalm before, it's a fantastic psalm, Moses, obviously an old man at that time, um, again declaring the greatness of God, uh, who he is, what he's done, and then um, our fragility, our frailty, and those metaphors he uses for, for us, uh, sweep away like a death asleep, new grass in the morning, it's gone, withered, it's, it's gone, and um, of course then his, his answer to that was his it's hard. Teach me to number my days aright. The verse we um, did on Sunday was, make me to know a length of my life. We'll read that in a minute. Make me to know. Um, I, I suppose if uh, very occasionally go out to preach, and I always finding what to um, to preach, but if there's one thing I always come back to, to speaking on it is this particular uh, topic of time. Because it's the most precious commodity we have, and what do we do with it? How do we use it? Um, and uh, uh, once it's gone, as he said, there's 86,400 seconds a day. Can't carry it over to tomorrow. Once they're used, they're gone. Um, it's like having 86,400 pounds in your hand, isn't it, per day? Oh, so just a, that's a that's a decent shopping trip for some of you ladies, isn't it? Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's <right>. <laughs> <laughs> But that type, and of course, he, he's, his, his, his attitude was uh, teachableness, submission. His aspiration was the number of his days, right? And of course, if you read there, you can tick him off something I probably told you before. Ten requests he make, makes ten requests. But um, our time tonight is, is uh, again, crucial. And we're going to look at our attitude, our activity, our action, what to time. That which is the most uh, critical thing we have. Let's read this uh, interesting verse, uh, 1 Chronicles 12, verse 32. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. The sons of Issachar um, had understanding, insight, prudence, uh, with knowledge, discernment, to know what Israel should do. And you see, once we, once we understand the times, it, it brings wisdom into our behavior. Because obviously the, uh, the psalmist said, teach me the number of days so I gain a heart of wisdom. Once we know that uh, where we are personally in our walk, um, <laughs> uh, whether you are 50 or you, you've had your, so I used to say, no, dad, you've had your lot in years, 80, <laughs> glory be. Um, you know, we, we're there. Grabbing a hold of that, I always remember... Um, uh, reading about Beethoven and he'd gone deaf and he, he, he was amazing some of the stuff he wrote even when he was deaf um, and he said I grab a whole of life by the scruff of the neck he said and uh, sometimes we can allow life to pass us by can't we we've all seen those people uh, where they just sit and uh, life's gone and they just let days go past uh, and, and God doesn't want that and these men of Issachar but again you've got to look at their character and that's interesting because you just need to look at Genesis 49 where um, Jacob is, is speaking over their character, isn't he? Speaking prophetically about the, the sons. Reuben, firstborn, 
No, you're not, mate, because you went in, in, into the concubines and uh, just showed your heart, showed your character. And, um, uh, of course, Judah and Joseph uh, were promoted. Um, but listen to what he says about um, uh, Issachar, like a strong donkey. Thank you, the Lord uses donkey. But remember, a donkey is not a negative connotation in one sense because it means someone who bears the burden, someone's a servant. And he says there, you will bow down, um, again, great position before the Lord, a submission between the two bags, he says. You will bear the burden. So there was a servant heart uh, for Israel. And you can read through history, then uh, they were there when uh, Deborah and Barak were fighting, the sons of Issachar were there in the battle, fighting for Israel. So the heart for Israel, and when you get a heart for something, you begin to see things. And that's a great thing, isn't it? Uh, have a heart for the gospel, have a heart for the church, and we begin to see, oh dear, perhaps we should do that. Perhaps we should take the gospel there. And you see, when you get a heart for something, you begin to see things. And God wants us to see the times we're living in. Our particular times as well, and, and you can read a couple of others. Uh, interesting, they were only they were one of the tribes that returned uh, for Hezekiah's Passover. Remember, Hezekiah uh, said, "Come on!" And the Bible says many, many of them laughed and scorned, didn't they? What is he doing? But the Bible says those with a heart went back to Passover, and uh, that's why we know that the tribes are, are, are intact. They didn't lose any tribes because those with a heart went back to Israel. So our times, knowing the times, understanding the times, personally and globally, and it doesn't take a, a genius to realize that if you take all of God's word, his prophetic word, and apply it to where we are today, time is short, isn't it? Well, time is short anyway, uh, as he said in 1 Corinthians 7, uh, time is short, but time is short uh, on a global scale. Um, as we've said so many times, who would have thought uh, the stuff they're talking about and teaching and preaching uh, would have, ten even ten years ago you, if someone had said that you just said don't be so soft that is ridiculous <laughs> but it shows where we are it shows where we are when you take God out of the picture everything and uh, just grieved me again yesterday just saw the pictures in the paper there, a young girl 15 got off the bus to go to school and just stabbed you're thinking the heart of man is desperately wicked, isn't it? And grieving family for no reason at all. No reason at all. Um, so there's, there's the, um, the men of Issachar, and God wants us to be that. Get in that position, a character that we can see. A character uh, determines how we see as well, of course. Psalm 39, 4 to 6. Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fitting is my life. You have made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Each man's life is but a breath. Man is a mere phantom as he goes to and fro. He bustles about, but only in vain. He heaps up wealth, not knowing who will get it. Make me to know. That was our 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 so yeah, Make me to know. Let me see it intimately. Uh, understand it, not just in intellectually, but experientially. To understand and know the, the the shortness of my days. How fleeting men is. And uh, Mike was just showing some uh, Jew there proclaiming. Uh, isn't it amazing how arrogant man is? And uh, but the psalmist says, just show me, Lord. I'm here for a moment. I'm fleeting, and uh, all all my. Boss, 
will be lost when I'm gone, isn't it? <laughs> All the great people of history, um, you know, are, are gone into history. Uh, it was Queen Elizabeth said, one more, one more moment, I'll give the whole my kingdom, she said. She wanted to live on for, my, for, for life, isn't it? And it's gone. Um, make me to know the length of my days and the brevity of life. And uh, see, what happens then, you, you, you focus, perspective, there's priorities, things that you thought, well, that's important, actually not important. Things that you would, uh, you know, you give your time to and your money to, think, well, actually, that's not that important. As you just said, you gather all, all of it, and who's going to have it after you? It'd be a bit of a battle there, wouldn't it? I've been told off and not making a will. Ah, then I'll fight over it, innit? So you two of them, again. What's that? Give it him now. I'm not going to say that enough already. No, no, no. Uh, but use our first. Use our attitude. Always use our anchor. I should. Use our anchor. Use our security. Use our cornerstone. Psalm 31, 14 to 16. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from my enemies and from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Again, we again we know that verse very clearly. And of course, the psalmist again, David, he's again to preface it, to go around it, and, and the verses around were obviously important. He's, he's saying, God, you're my refuge, you're my uh, rock, you're my guide, my redeemer. And uh, uh, of course, then he goes through some difficulties and what it's going through, but I trust in you. My time, you are my God. There's trust and there's intimacy, a relationship. Uh, so I can faithfully, confidently declare my times are in your hands. Not just our, the duration of our times, but the issues, the events, the circumstances that go through. Remember, if we're in the will of God, nothing comes across our path unless the Lord allows it. Now, of course, we've got to be careful because we can step outside, can't we? We'll be disobedient and we can bring things on ourselves sometimes. But general principle is we can walk in and the Bible says, uh, devil came, uh, where have we been? Oh, I've been looking around. What are we looking at? You notice my, 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 my boy George. George, George, George. Hey, it could be George. Hey, George is a good one. Joe. Ah, he said, I. He's good. He's only as good as you protecting him. You've got to hedge around him. Let me at him. And uh, that's, a great, that's a great insight into the spiritual realm. See, if we are in the Lord, with the Lord, is a hedge around us. Now, we've got to be careful here because we have a certain a limited time. There's an allotted time that God has given us. Now, could, that's a good question for us, could we make that shorter? Definitely. Well, of course, the Bible says, he says in here, breaking of bread, be careful. You break bread unworthily, and some have gone to sleep in it. Some have been ill, and that's bringing itself. There's a lot of time, but if you say, well, I can live as I want, eat as I want, exercise, well, not, not too much, don't any of that, and live it. What are you going to say? Well, it's no good saying then, isn't it? After smoking 20 fags a day for, for 50 years, well, these lung problems are trouble, isn't it? Oh, Lord, why do I have got a lung problem? No, oh, well, it's those fags, but there. And, and so on, so on. you get the idea that it, God has given us an allotment. My times are in his hands. And uh, if we're in his arms and his will, nothing can touch us. Um, now, if God wants to take our lives when we're young or when we're old, that's his prerogative, isn't it? Remember, it isn't the duration of our life, it's the donation, what we've done with it. You can live 100 years and do nothing. But you can live 30 years and 
Jesus only ministered for three years, didn't he? But he put his life into that for that three years. So my times are in your hands. Oh, help us to uh, see that. That's our anchor. That's our anchor. That if we are his, then the Lord's in control. And uh, that's why we can pray over our brothers and sisters. Lord, touch them or take them. And uh, sometimes we think, oh, no. This, again, because we, we think this is all that is. No, heaven. What do we say? That also heaven is better than this. Of course it is. Dear me. And, the, and that's where we're heading. And so we try and we root ourselves on you. Whereas, yeah. But I love that. It, it says we, our years end up with a moan. And I, I, of course, every week I go and I got a number of good number of people to see and all mature late 80s, 90s, and um, uh, it's true, isn't it? They, they all say to me, oh, I've had enough now. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's not that energy, oh, I want to live, I want to live. No, I've had enough now. Mm. I want to go, you know. Yeah. And uh, some of them, I can say, yeah, and some of them say, well, just make sure you know where we're going. Mm. Um, but uh, our time's in hand, that's our anchor, and that's a great place to be. That relieves us of fretting, fear, and worry. See, as Christians, those those things that, that's the difference in our lives. Fear, well, why are we afraid? We shouldn't really be. I know things, we, we are still human, but we need to get before the Lord. I worry, well, some of us are prone to that. Get before the Lord, because he says, I'm your father. Don't worry about it. Rest in me. So there's our anchor tonight. My times are in your hands. Hallelujah. You are my God. I trust you. Hallelujah. How about our actions? Our our deeds, what we are doing, seeking. Uh, Hosea 10, 12 to 13. Sow righteousness for yourselves. Reap the fruit of unfailing them and break up your unplowed ground. For it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers his righteousness on you. But you have planted wickedness, you have reaped evil, you have eaten the fruit of deception because you have depended on your whole strength and on your many warriors. So there's a principle here, sowing and reaping is an eternal principle. It cannot be broken because God has said it. And we understand it, we understand it the natural and we must understand the spiritual. And of course, sometimes we, we, we're here because of the, 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 the consequence of our choices, aren't we? You know, our lives are here, and you can say, well, no, Lord, why am I here? And the Lord's saying, well, some of the choices you made, Dave, you consulted me as much as you should have. And uh, that's true so many times. Sowing and reaping. And of course, he says now, he said, you've trusted in yourself. You've relied upon yourself. And, and he tells us how not to rely upon ourselves. That's why he says, seek the Lord. See, again, we talked about the uh, when, when we do something, it's multi-layered, isn't it? It's, it's speaking to ourselves, it's speaking to other people, speaking to the church, and it's also speaking to the heavenly realms and, and, and to the Lord himself. See, when we begin to seek the Lord and pray, what we're saying is, Lord, I really need you. Um, I can't do this on my own. I'm dependent on you. I'm absolutely... Uh, you know, poor in spirit. When we are poor in spirit, it leads us to seek the Lord. And where there's, um, uh, he's saying, it's time to seek the Lord. It's always been time to seek the Lord um, and to dig up the ground. And of course, how do we dig it up? By seeking the Lord. It's amazing when you get into the Lord's presence, how wonderful it is, but how he begins to deal with us. He begins to put things in our mind, thinking, oh yeah, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have said that. That person there, yeah, I don't like that person very much. 
and, uh, and, 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 and all that builds up instead of saying and the Lord is just dropping that in our hearts pray for them yeah. Lord they don't deserve to be prayed for they don't deserve the blessing of God and uh, I look in the mirror and say neither do you Dave and, uh, and so, so we see seeking the Lord opens ourselves up to root out that which shouldn't be there uh, Jeremiah 4 1 to 4 if thou wilt return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me, and if thou wilt put away thine abominations out of my sight, then shalt thou not remove. And thou shalt swear, the Lord liveth, in truth, in judgment, and in righteousness. And the nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him shall they glory. For thus saith the Lord, to the men of Judah and Jerusalem. Break up your fallow ground, and sow not among thorns. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord, and take away the foreskins of your heart, ye men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my fury come upon, come forth like fire, and burn, that none can quench it, because of the evil of your doings. Break up fallow ground. See, there's there's that praying where we begin to plough the ground that's un, 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 uh, planted and moved. We dig it up. But he's also saying there, grab a hold of the sword and circumcise your heart. So we talked about circumcision not so long ago. That's an outward sign of the seal and the covenant. You are in a relationship with God. It was constant. It was consistent. Every time uh, they, they, they bathed or went to the toilet, they knew who they were and whose they were. And he said, now get all that, that stubborn heart. And, and when he talks about uncircumcised, he talks it's about stubbornness, not listening, doing your own thing. And that's why he said, no, be, be vigorous, cut it away. Why? Because if you don't, weeds will grow, thorns will grow. And what happens when? It chokes the word of the Lord. And um, I would just... Again on Sunday, that those verses really hit home to me about uh, in James. Do not be hearers only, but be doers. Because he said, if you just hear and don't do, you delude yourself. And that's a terrible place to be. When we 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 self-deceived, we think everything's all right, but it's actually not. And we can easily be there because the Bible says of the Lord, they would see in church. They were they thought they were good. <laughs> We're wealthy, every, church is full, everything's going wonderfully. And the Lord comes in and says, no, you're pitiful, you're poor, you're blind, you're wretched. Yeah, they were self-deluded. Why? Because they had not allowed the word of God to permeate right through. But seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord, that is our action. That is consistent and continual. That's why the Bible continually says, be continuous in prayer. That prayerful attitude. Matthew 7, 7 to 11. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what, or what man is there among you, who if his son asks for bread will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish will give him a serpent? If you then be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your own children. How much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Again, we used to sing, didn't we? Ask, 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 and it shall be given you. And that's, that is the, that's the tense. 
you know, there are, there are certain times where we ask the Lord something and the Lord says, Ooh, yeah. The principle the Lord is doing with us is ask, 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 continuous, seeking, asking, knocking. Why? Because there's a continual dependence on him then, isn't it? And uh, we are prone to, again, as we just read, depend on ourselves. Work it out ourselves. We read it this morning in uh, Word for Today. Uh, we want to be independent. We try to work it out ourselves. And that is idolatry, really, because we're putting ourselves and saying, God, come in and help me. We're breaking up the uncultivated areas of our lives with the Word and in His presence. And that uncultivated area begins to blo- blossom. That is our time. What's our time to be taken up with? Knowing Him. Intimacy with Him. That is the greatest use of time. Nothing else, no one else. And out of that comes amazing things. Uh, so intimacy with him. And it, it grieves, grieves us, didn't it? Grieves the Lord. He said, I couldn't find a man to intercede. I couldn't find a man uh, to, uh, to pray. I couldn't find someone to weary me. <laughs> um, it is a truth. Um, not, not, uh, it's not a general, yeah, let me generalize. But again, there's obviously a specific thing. Women are good intercessors. Because we men tend to, pretty easy to give up, don't we? But you women are pretty, pretty, when you've got your mind on something, isn't it? You persevere. That's a good thing, isn't it? It's a good thing. Not when you're nagging us, mind. That's not a good thing. Uh, but when you pray, get in there. And, uh, you know, this is where we are. And um, the more I look and the more I talk to other people, and I was just um, uh, talking to someone uh, yesterday, and... Um, uh, church of well over 100 good church, good word and the minister said look we're starting this and you know, we're coming to pray, they have a prayer meeting once a week uh, you know it would be nice to see a few more coming to pray because this is really important this is evangelistic and and um, 15 15 and then we wonder why the church is where we are if a church of over 100 people only 15 feel the burden to t- spend maybe an hour, two hours actually giving, investing that which is eternal, which is going to be worthwhile, into the kingdom, then we're in trouble. Then we're in trouble. And then we think, what will change that? I don't know. It's a revival, of course. Persecution changes it. It really does. Persecution really, when it's, when it's really squeezed, the people of God are on their knees. The real people of God, the ones who are, are not real, well, of course, they'll, they'll filter away, won't they? Because I'm not being persecuted for something I don't really believe in. But those who really squeeze. So that's uh, that, what's the most important. It is time to seek the Lord. So often we think maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. No, no, no. It's time to seek the Lord. What about another one? What about our attitude? That's good to have an attitude uh, creates uh, a culture, and it? creates a, a, an action, activity in our lives. Uh, Romans 11, uh, Romans 13, 11 to 14. And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armour of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in rudeness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfil its lusts. Very clear, isn't it? 
knowing the time. Of course, there's a double meaning here, the salvation near and when he first believed. That's, of course, the second coming. But also, remember, again, we have a short period of time. If, if we go before the Lord, there's our salvation is nearer. Nearer. Every day is near, isn't it? Every day is coming nearer. Knowing the time, seeing it. Again, same word, perceiving, understanding, a real intimacy of knowing the time. When we know the time, what, what, what do we do? We wake up. We shake up. The Bible says Jesus came back to the disciples. Boys, couldn't you watch and pray? That, that dual thing. And of course, watching means that it means to be keep sleep away, be alert, open your eyes and see what's going on around you. And uh, when we open our eyes and we see what's going on, if that doesn't cause us to pray, then we're not seeing as we should. As I said, that 15-year-old girl yesterday going to school, not coming home. I mean, what devastation. I mean, that's where we are. And, uh, you know, that's not guns, is it? Knives. And we're, again, beyond our imagination, really, and uh, understanding sometimes. So alertness, uh, aliveness. Ephesians 5, 14 20. For it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, very clear, isn't it? Wake up, shake up, look up, come on. He said, be filled with me, fill with me, and go about the work of the Lord. Uh, be watchful and alert and uh, see. Um, again, get the burden of the Lord, isn't it? For our families, for our neighbours, for our village, for our, our nation. Um, that can be weighty sometimes, but we need that. We need that because that drives us to our knees. And uh, that's where the Lord longs for us. How about 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 to 8? But certainty, the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, were not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You were all sons of light and sons of the day, we are not of the night, nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us do, sorry, but let us who are of the day be sober putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, alert, 
awake, Peter says, we see the day coming, holy, godly lives. Um, 1 John says, we've got this hope, purify yourself, purify yourself. Uh, 1 Thessalonians says then, he uses all these uh, uh, verbs and adjectives, alert, awake, uh, sober, that means to be abstinent uh, uh, from anything that clouds your men, uh, any intoxicant clarity. I always remember that um, they, 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 they did an uh, experiment on those um, uh, drivers of the double-deckers in London, and I mean they could turn it on a sixpence, couldn't they? And uh, they said, well, let's, let's see what a drink can do to them. And they just give them one drink, and you want to see the difference in clarity and ability, uh, and of course, what he's saying here: keep your mind, keep it clear to see, because anything that dulls our senses and dulls what what the Lord is asking us to see will keep us from uh, our sharpness, keep us from that which is uh, important, where we are to be qualitatively distinct. See, the great greatest weapon of the church is the, our difference. Not our similarities. Circumstances may be the same in many lives, isn't it? Of course, we go through the same circumstances. We go through uh, difficulties and death and all those kind of things. But our, the dis- difference that happens is the hope and the joy and the peace and the presence of God is with us. And we are shining and showing that. That's why he says, give it the reason for the hope that is within you. And uh, that's a wonderful thing. Knowing the time. It's high time. He says, get awake. Shake yourself, isn't it? Shake yourself. Amazing when you, if you nod off and you wake up. If you've done that and think, what day is it? Uh, have I slept late for work? Um, uh, uh, well, if you're not working, it doesn't matter. But uh, uh, I remember waking up sometimes. And of course, when you've done exams for so long at a certain time, uh, and uh, around about Easter time, I used to start revising for, the, for my exams. And I remember waking up many years after that and thinking, God, I am starting to revising. And I thought, I don't have to. Oh, lovely, lovely. Uh, uh, so, but wake up get, and then get a clarity of mind. Get a clarity. But what is our activity? That we've, we've seen our anchor, we've seen our action, there's our attitude. What are our activity? What are these lovely verses? These are beautiful verses. Esther, Esther 4, 12 to 16. And they told to Mordecai Esther's words. And Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not of thyself, for thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then there shall be an enlargement and deliverance arise from the Jews from another place. But thou art thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go gather together all the Jews that are in the present in Susan. Fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. And I also, my maidens, will fast likewise. And so shall I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. That's why, again, we, we, we talk about being in the community in, in corporate. And that's why it's so vital. See, when we're, when we're on our own, we isolate ourselves and um, we think everything's okay. When we're with each other, there's a stirring and awakening. Now, Esther was there, wouldn't she? And she said, "What's happening? Oh, I'm new here. No, I haven't heard anything." And uh, she's, and, she, and Mordecai says, "Now you are the one." And she says, "I can't go in. If I go in, I could, be, I could die." Mm-hmm. And then Esther, uh, Mordecai speaks encouragement, also straight word. He said, "Look, 
He said, if you, you think you're going to get escape because we're escaped? No, no, you won't escape because you're a Jew. They'll find out and you'll die. He said, no, and, and again, rather release and rescue will come from somewhere else. If you don't do it, God will raise up somebody. But who knows? You were brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. See, you are alive today because God has got something for you to do in the kingdom for such a time as this. And when God is, uh, when you finish your walk, God will take you home. Isn't it? But if you've got a breath in you, there is a, you're in the kingdom for such a time as this. And that stirred her and she said, okay, now go and you better pray and fast because if I go in and eat on all the separate route, my head's gone. And uh, so there was a stirring amongst the, amongst the, the Jews, wouldn't it? And that's a great thing. When we stir one another, look, you were in the kingdom for such a time as this. Don't waste your time you're in there. Get in and see what God is want you to do. We are God's workmanship. We know this verse. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works which he's prepared in advance for us to do. For us to walk in them. Then that's a lifestyle, isn't it? That's a direction. That's dependence upon him. And uh, to reach our potential. To take all of the talents God gave us. And uh, to use them for his, his glory. Um, and wherever we are on the scale of time and, and life, there's things for us to be done, isn't there? Some of us got a bit of energy, so we can use that. Some of us, not so much. But, but we can still be used of the Lord to talk, to phone, to pray. Oh, so much to be done. So much to be done. Um, uh, and that's what the Lord wants from us. Colossians 3, 22-24. Slaves obey your masters in all things. Do not obey just when they are watching you to gain their favour, but serve them honestly, because you respect the Lord. In all the work you are doing, work the best you can. Work as if you were doing it for the Lord, not for people. Remember that you will receive your reward from the Lord when he promises to his people, you will serve in the Lord Christ. Yeah. Again, I've got to be honest, when I mean work, that's not always my first thought, is it? If I'm honest, um, I, I, I am. I do, I do like to get into work early because I want a cup of tea to start. Um, so I'm, I'm never. I don't, I don't like being late. I hate people late, late when they have appointments come. Yeah. Um, so, but I, to say every, all day, every day, I'm saying, Lord, this is for you. I'm working for you. Sometimes I'm thinking, Oh, hurry up, five o'clock, come round, didn't it? And really, that shouldn't be, should it? I don't think. Don't waste your life away. My dad said to me, Don't, don't waste your life away. When he used to say, oh, I wish it was tomorrow. He said, Oh, no, no, no. Today, today, um, and and uh, but uh, to work for him in all that we do, we are representing him. We are, it's for him, and he's very clear. He, he rewards that. He rewards that. So thinking, changing, different. The time we're in the kingdom for such a time as this. Remember those we're working with; they're watching. One day they'll stand before the Lord. Mm. Will they point a finger? Our neighbours, our family. Will he be able to point a finger and say, well, you didn't really represent the Lord like you should have. And uh, so that's why uh, we're in the kingdom for such a time. Again, it changes our behavior, our perspective, our priorities, because we are serving him. Lord, what is what new day today? What have you got? I want to walk with you. I'm going to walk in your purposes. Lord, if you stir my heart to pray for somebody, I'm going to pray for them. If you give me a verse, I'm going to have that verse. I'm writing that down. I'm going to share that Sunday. Uh, if it's someone I need to ring, Bring them. What will they think? Who cares? They perhaps, perhaps they're waiting for someone to ring them. Perhaps they're on their own. They're lonely. Give them a phone. Go on and say, how are you doing? We're missing you. Not how much. We are missing now, yes. Uh, Titus 2. Titus 2, 11 to 14. 
For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age, while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness, and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Yeah, I, I like, I don't know if it's AV, but the one that's the, it's a better word, zealous, because eager, well, I'm eager to do many things, but that's right. <laughs> but zealous, different, different, con- zealous for good works. I have got my eyes open, I'm ready. If I see a need, Lord, please meet that need. And the Lord's saying, yeah, dear for you, I've showed it you, you go and sort it out, you meet, it, you meet the need, you sort it out. Um, uh, and, and that lifestyle change, behavior change, why? Because um, I know I'm in the kingdom for such time as this. Hey, let's read our uh, last verse, which is, again, uh, devotion. That's a total, absolute uh, commitment and uh, love and delighting in. Colossians 4, 2 to, 4, 2 to 6. Continuing prayer and watching the same with thanksgiving. The Lord praying also for us that God would open to us a door of utterance. Speak the mystery of Christ, which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak, walking wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that we may know how ye ought to answer every man. It's a great verse, isn't it? You see, the gospel is so practical, isn't it? Oh, I'm saved. Yeah, saved for what? Saved to become like him, to show the victory in Christ, to show the fruit of the Spirit, to be like him, and to show those around. Oh, get saved. Why do I want to get saved? Because you can see something different in me. And they're looking at me thinking, well, sometimes we go to church with me, the longer face, that's what it does, I'm not going in there. Get a smile on your face. I remember Dave Wilkinson saying, uh, the redemption of the, of the face or the smile or something, a uh, sermon of that description. Dear me, we can't go up with a, with a spring in our step, isn't it? We met with the Lord, we've been with uh, friends, uh, well, family anyway, we're not friends, we're family. Um, but the Lord is, is good and, and longs for us, isn't it? Um, and I, I shared this on, on uh, Sunday about, um, uh, so there's, there's our anchor, our times are in his hands, our action is seeking him, knowing him, intimacy with him, seeking uh, the Lord uh, together, get into the, into the house of the Lord to pray and pray on your own. Uh, our attitude is we're alert, we're watchful. Uh, our eyes are on him, and when we're eyes on him, we can see clearly what's going on, personally and corporately and globally. Um, and of course, our, our activity is to serve him. We're in the kingdom for such a time as this. Remember that word we, we just mentioned on Sunday that uh, Paul uses it. Um, uh, although the Bible says, Jesus says, you're my friends, and that's true. But uh, when Paul, Paul wanted to keep the balance, he's always a great balance in God's word because he, he, he saw himself as a, as a servant. The word, of course, is doulos, that, um, that lowly uh, servant that is at the master's will. Um, let me read it. Both words denote someone who is, is not his, at his own disposal, but because he's been redeemed, purchased, he is bought through the master's needs to be at the beck and call of every moment. The, the servant's sole business is to do as he is told. 
Nothing is, is too costly, irksome, undignified. Why? Because I'm a servant of who? The living God. Hallelujah. So our time, our time. Um, yeah, I suppose if, if that was the last thing I had to say, it would be, what do we do with it? What are we using our time for? Uh, seeking him, bless the Lord, alert and awake, and to serve him all our hearts. What God has given us to be dead. Uh, I think of those, uh, those talents, those talents, and he said, well, I, I just buried it, just buried it. He said, you silly man, silly man. God has given us, isn't he, opportunities and uh, things to be seen and done. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org. Thank you.